This episode contains adult content of a sexual nature. We discuss sex and masturbation throughout the entire episode. Hey everyone, you're listening to After Dark. For the next few weeks, we will be exploring sex, intimacy and pleasure with some of the biggest names in the industry. As our founder Kate said when we first launched our sex category, we all deserve a tasteful, safe and inclusive space to be curious, have fun and be powered to do whatever makes you feel good about your body. I am your host, Hannah First. And I am your co-host, Sam McLaren. I'm so excited to um, have Sam back. She was one of our guest co-hosts on the last season and she did such a good job (laughs) that we've brought her back for the entire four-episode season that we're doing of After Dark. So tell the listeners that don't remember you, who are you and what do you do? So I work at Adore Beauty. I am the uh, junior category manager for skincare and wellness. And in my portfolio is our amazing sex category. And Sam and I just love this topic and we could talk about it all day. For, I, all day. <laughs> we were just on an interview and the interview was wrapping up and I just wanted to stay on and just like, can we stop recording, but can we keep talking? Yes, about I had so many more questions. I know, so many questions. So Sam's the perfect person to co-host this season with me and Beauty IQ After Dark will be just like Uh, another regular episode of BDIQ. We'll have a cringy convo. Then we're going to be interviewing an expert or an influential figure in the space. And then of course, we'll have our products we didn't know we needed. Amazing. Han, tell us what we have on the show today. So on today's episode for the Cringy Convo, we are going to be talking about the clitoris and why clitoral stimulation is so important for your pleasure. Then we are chatting to the one and only Abby Chatfield, who has created um, her very own vibrator in collaboration with Voosh. And then, of course, the products we didn't know we needed. All right, so let's get into today's Cringy Convo. We are talking about the clitoris. I have become obsessed with learning all about the clitoris, Sam. It's become my new obsession. Just a new obsession? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a new intellectual obsession. It was always an obsession, Mm -hmm. but now I'm like learning so much more about it. Next (laughs) level. And I'm reading this book called Come As You Are by um, Emily Nagoski. And what was really interesting in that book, so she teaches and she said that she asks her students, um, if they haven't already, to get a mirror and have a look at their vulvas. Mm. And um, I hadn't done that in so long. So I like was listening to it on my audio book and I was like, oh, I better do that. And I did. And I was just like, after so long of like not having done it, I was like, oh, this is really quite fascinating. So I feel like, do you think, I don't think everyone has actually done that. I feel like a lot of women will have done that after watching that episode of Sex in the City. Yes. Where Charlotte has never looked at a Volvo and then she does yep. that. I feel like that, that will prompt people to have a look. Mm-hmm. But I also, I think outside of that, there's never any conversation around looking at your own Volvo. Like it just doesn't come yep. up. I, don't, I just don't think people are ever really, they think to do it. What I also, I wrote um, an article recently for BDIQ and it was every single question you've ever had about the about clitoral suction devices. So I kind of had to deep dive 
on the clitoris and I was like reading like research papers. Love that for you, Han. (laughs) (laughs) Research papers and and diagrams. And what's really interesting is, I mean, I already, I I sort of, I already knew this, but I hadn't actually written it down and been like, wow, that's really amazing. So the clitoris's only known function is to provide pleasure. I just think that's amazing. And that's like, thank God, thank God that we have this little button that's just for our pleasure. That has this one purpose, which really makes you think it's our responsibility as anyone who has a clitoris to make sure you're really using it to the best of your abilities. Yeah. (laughs) It has one purpose. Let's help it live its purpose. And another really interesting thing is because we talked today to Abby about the G-spot and in my research, have you ever watched the show Masters of Sex? which is based on the research of Masters and Johnson. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. So so I was reading on like a sort of research paper that said like the most common medical view is that all women's orgasms during intercourse are triggered by direct or indirect clitoral stimulation. Mm. So the clitoris is very important to your pleasure. I, and I think the thing that's kind of challenging is because it is so important and it has sort of nothing, not nothing, but has less importance with penetration. I think that's yeah. what, why there's there's so much like misconception and so much confusion around how you can have really great, meaningful sex with a partner if you don't really have in your mind that your clitoris is, is like the most important thing really for you to mm. be able to orgasm. It's like both of you need to be thinking about that or you're never going to get there. And I think that um, I remember when I was younger, it was like, oh, like if you couldn't orgasm, and probably because our sex education was so horrible, like if you can't orgasm through penetration, there must be like you, you felt like maybe there was something wrong with you, like mm. you weren't doing sex properly. Yeah, or like you haven't found the right partner or like something's wrong. Something's wrong with you, but that's actually the opposite. Like that's normal. So you shouldn't be ashamed if you can't orgasm from penetration because research suggests that there's no such thing as a vaginal orgasm because we talk about vaginal orgasm and clitoral orgasms but some of the research suggests that there's just clitoral orgasms so Mm. the best way to find out where your clitoris is is to have a look just have a have a good old look and you'll see it in terms of um clitoral stimulation I read something recently Sam and tell me if you agree with this but it said that like those clitoral vacuum devices which I only discovered a couple of years ago actually through Adore Beauty when we started stocking them you might discover feelings that you've never felt before Mm. (laughs) (laughs) there's so much more I don't want to say effective, but they're so much more, I don't know, intense than than a human mouth could ever really deliver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So kind of the difference, if you haven't heard of a clitoral suction device, so when vibrators were invented, they basically vibrated on your clitoris. Like that was how they worked. And these are a little bit different. So they use air and suction, like, and they seal, kind of creating a seal around your clitoris. Like they were designed like with the clitoris in mind, Mm -hmm. like seriously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it kind of like creates a seal around the clitoris and then it uses like um, suction and air to, I don't know, massage the clitoris. I I can't. Yeah, because it's not, because like ultimately it's not even touching your clitoris. No. It's 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 the air and the vibrations around it that are stimulating you. It's very technical. 
It's amazing. Yeah. Once you go the vacuum, <laughs> I don't know if you it's can hard. go back. It's hard to go back. Yeah. Do you ever think that a vibrator will ruin you for future relationships? Because Well, I think it would be nice. I think it's nice to bring. I know of people that use those because they're quite small and compact. They mm. use them during penetrative sex and that just is a whole other ball game mm. I think mm. so I think that would be is it's really the ideal scenario <laughs> the ideal scenario so in terms the reason I said before about having a look is because if you're I, I, I've had a few questions um, from people like how do you actually use the vacuum device so that's why it's really important to have a look and say okay that's where like that little button that you can see, which is the clitoris. The clitoris is actually, um, it was described on a previous episode in in our last series, like an octopus. So we think of it as just that button, but it's not. It's like it has tentacles that come out. It's pretty amazing. It is. It's quite pretty, really. Yeah, it's like totally. A, it's like it looks like a flower, like an orchid. It looks like an orchid. <laughs> mm. So once you sort of have a look, you'll see where you should place the head of the vacuum device. And so that will go over the clitoris. And I always recommend starting slow because these devices are like, it's going to like shock you a little bit if it's yeah. the first time you're using They've it. They've got so some start- power behind them, that's for sure. <laughs> start, don't go right up to number eight. It's start like a vitamin like lowest- C serum. You've got to like active, like you've got to start out like, like your work, your, work your yeah. tolerance up. Start, just- and then you can kind of go up and up and then and I'm an I've read reviews that said like they like almost passed out from going <laughs> on to the highest. <laughs> Love that for you. Um, <laughs> Do you know that the original air pleasure air technology they they created the device using um, a fish tank filter? <laughs> No. Like it was like the little, like they got the original kind of like technology from a fish tank filter. That is amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It was like a husband and wife team. Like, hmm. So if you, look, we can't really cover off um, everything in, a, you know, a short cringy combo, but if you're like me and you want to learn more, there's sort of a few places I think you can start. Um, yeah, so I am loving the book by Emily Nagoski about, and she the chapter that I'm on at the moment is the clitoris and it's all about the clitoris and it's so interesting to learn more about it. Um, but there's also um, the Beauty IQ article, which we will link in the episode notes. And then if you go back to um, our previous season, um, Dr. Ginny Mansberg does an amazing explanation. I'd been calling it the vagina my whole life. It's the vulva. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even mm-hmm. know all the n- right names. I think that's a common thing. Yeah. So um, get curious. And um, as I get clitorally, clitorally <laughs> curious, curious about your clitoris um and good luck and have fun Mm. your clitoris will thank you so our next guest needs no introduction abby chatfield is the host of the it's a lot podcast she's the reigning queen of i'm a celebrity get me out of here and she's recently created her very own vibrator in collaboration with Vouge, and it sold out in just over a week welcome to beauty iq after dark abby oh thank you <laughs> well, the resume uh, sounds impressive when it's put all together does. doesn't it oh my god <laughs> Um, so you really created um, a sex positive community on your Instagram where you openly talk.
talk about sex and self-pleasure. What are the, some of the common responses and themes you see from your followers and your listeners of your podcast as well? Yeah, I mean, it's it's in general overwhelmingly positive. I mean, it's which is quite nice because I think that obviously coming off The Bachelor, I was such shame technically like whatever, wherever it now. But I think that kind of pendulum swing into like, well, you know, screw this. I'm just going to be the most sexual version of myself and talk about it openly um, made people feel quite empowered. So the responses are always really, not always, sometimes they're awful, but usually that's from, you know, um, insecure men. Don't, they don't like it, uh, but usually it's really positive and people, I get really honestly like heartfelt messages from people saying, you know, I was ashamed of my sexuality because of X, Y, Z, or, you know, I've been through sexual trauma and you've helped me be not ashamed of it as much or abortion stories or, you know, all those things that we're told to be ashamed of. And um, yeah, it's nice to know that I can empower some people and, you know, give them orgasms as well. So it's a nice little combo. I feel like for me when I see your stuff, I'm I'm just always like, thank God young women have someone on Instagram and someone that they can look up. No, seriously, because when I was young in my like early 20s or, you know, 18, 19, you just didn't really see that openness. And so there, so I felt sex was always like a shameful thing and I think, people like you are really opening that space for people to feel more comfortable about it. Thanks. Amy. Yeah. It's I, when I was younger as well, I think, and I'm, so I'm 26. So when I was in high school, like 10 years ago, there wasn't really anything, anyone that was talking about it very openly. But I think, I think people would assume that going to an all girls Catholic school would be really repressed, but actually the opposite, like growing up with all women around me all the time, like you can talk about like like at school, but could you f- on the weekend? Like that's like a normal <laughs> thing. So like, it's very interesting to me. People are like, how are you so open? And like, oh, because like, I've just been around girls my whole life. And like, this is what, and this is what we talk about in private. Yeah. Like this is like big conversations that we have with our girlfriends over wine, right? So I think it's becoming a way more mm. socially um, accepted. It's no longer the Cosmo sealed section. Do you remember the Cosmo sealed section? That's it was like an embarrassing moment to like open the sealed section because it was all in secrecy. Yeah, and it was like lick his knob softly. And now it's like now it's like people posting memes, like even like obviously with the with the Bush collab, like obviously this is part of my job and it's a very exciting thing for me to post about it and for me to make memes about it. But it's been so amazing seeing people who've just bought the vibrator posting about it, like so Mm. proudly and so openly and like that aren't influencers that aren't, you know, aren't being sent product. Like they're literally, they've they've bought the product and they're tagging me in it and they're sharing it. It's great. It's like a little revolution, a little revolution itself, I Mm. think. Amazing. Um, It's interesting, uh, Hannah, that you mentioned the the sealed section. I guess in a lot of ways, Abby, your instructionals on your podcast are like a little bit like that. Um, Can you talk a little bit, you've said that they're some of your best performing podcast apps. Can you talk a bit about the feedback that you get from your community on those episodes? Oh my god, they love it. I love the instructionals. <laughs> they I've had a lot of a lot of people tell me that they put their AirPods in like underneath their hair. <laughs> I love that. You're a coach. You're on the field coaching. I'm a coach. I'm trying to, I'm actually at the moment working on something that will be a bit more specific and like in one spot. So like, I guess keep an eye out for that. That's probably like a year away, but people, yeah, listen to them. Then I also get people's boyfriends or like partners. Like I've had multiple, I would say probably like 
around five different men buy me a beer at the pub because <laughs> like with their girlfriends there or like a, a girl country was like my boyfriend gave me his credit card to buy to, to buy you a beer today thank you <laughs> and and he's like this like little guy in the corner like waving at the belly pavilion and I was like Hi, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. So like it's um it's very fun. I think I think the good thing about the podcast, like, is that because it is kind of like that episode isn't me being like, now lick his penis. Like I'm I'm <laughs> la- I was like wine drunk on my living room floor in like I think the first lockdown, like just being like, yeah, then glug that shit up. Like <laughs> I think the lightheartedness of it makes people feel okay to talk about it and share with their friends because it is like kind of funny. It's like um this is what we talk about anyway. But this, this is the shit that we speak about and this is mm. funny and and it's something we all do. So why don't you get better at it together? So it's been good. So to swap the pace a little bit, we've spoken a fair bit about trolling anxiety and mental health on this podcast. And as someone who has dealt with your fair share of trolls, um, how does it affect your mental health? And have you kind of got any strategies that you developed to deal with it? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's very hard to I kind of reckon with, I think, because you, you have this idea of who you are and then people... Uh, will try to find negatives in your personality. And then it's, I find it bizarre that they would try to point those negatives out. Like if I don't like someone's social media, I just unfollow them. Like I don't feel the need to DM them saying this is content or this is wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not an asshole. So I don't Mm. do that. And I think the trolling can really mess with how you see yourself in your psyche and people, you know, before you go on reality TV or before you are in the public eye or whatever, people are like, just don't worry about it, babe, but they're a random person. And it's like, Mm. yeah, but I think your brain naturally absorbs that information when you're seeing so much about yourself how can it like how can it not it's like it's like imagine if you saw like I used to always say like imagine seeing an email thread where all your colleagues because it's my job right so it's like Mm. all your colleagues have an email thread about how much they hate you and how much how like ranging from like you're a bitch through to just like I can't believe they made their coffee with soy milk today instead of like because it's like it's as petty as that people will be like that's the wrong milk to use babe and it's like <laughs> so like that oh. but i think um i know if you guys have seen but uh the bachelor this year they're taking away their uh, access to their instagrams and they're turning off comments to only people that follow that the contestants follow mm-hmm. and people are like so ripped their influencer careers but I think it's so good like if I didn't have access to my dms and if I didn't have access to seeing comments on my personal page I would have come out way better on the other side so like I am so so glad they're doing that and I think it's gonna it's gonna change uh the franchise in a really good way and the way people interact with the franchise as well Mm, that's really interesting I wonder where they came up with that if they were like consulting with any kind of psychologist I mean maybe it's a psychologist because you have a psychologist and a like a wellness person that they're they're not just like a counsellor so you have Mm -hmm. a counsellor and a full-blown psych so you have two people you can call and I I could still call them right now and talk to them for three hours if I wanted to you know like for the rest of your life basically that's good I'm soaked about it I'm excited to see as well how the rhetoric changes particularly around media because I think media often report on someone like a villain on the show 
they obviously see the comments on that person's Instagram and then they will write an article that aligns with those comments and then more comments will come. It's like a cyclical thing, right? And I wonder mm. how that's going to change if there aren't any comments to be seen that are negative on any, about anyone. I wonder mm. what kind of opinions will be formed and if there'll be more divisive opinions rather than just going along with the same narrative. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. I really, with what you said, and you were like, if I don't like someone... Like I literally just unfollow them. Like I'll I'll never understand it. Like and commenting on your milk. Like <laughs> like I've literally had people one time I made a coffee. Like I think during like a lockdown and I was like, oh like FML instant coffee vibes or something. And then and I put in the the coffee before they said I needed to put in the milk before I put in the hot water in the instant. Shut the f up. <laughs> So chatting a little bit about Voosh, you have obviously created your own product in collaboration with Voosh. The first run sold out in a couple of days. It's been relaunched. Everyone's super excited about it. Can you talk um, a little bit about the process of developing this product? Yeah, I mean, it was super fun. So it, it all started like a year and a half ago now, I think. It was before we even, I think, I remember the first meeting we had was over Zoom and it was like the, when COVID first started and we were like, oh, in a couple of weeks I'll be able to go to Melbourne because they're all in Melbourne. And we were like, oh, it sucks that these couple of weeks we can't see each other, but, you know, we'll eventually meet. <laughs> I didn't meet them until like earlier this year. We were doing so many Zoom calls, but I never met them in person. We had this whole collab together. But so, um, you know, they came with some, you know, basic designs and I kind of chose what I think was the best and we developed from there. You know, we changed the curvature of the vibrator. So it's a G-spot vibrator for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, it's an insertable vibrator and it had the, a curve a certain way. And I was like, can we curve it a bit more? We had the, cause you know, a big thing that I find with vibrators, insertable vibrators, and the reason why I, don't, I hadn't really used them before mine. I know if you feel this as well, but it, it's like you could, the angle of getting it actually inside you and being able to move it, to penetrate yourself and to move it in and out the the stem is ever long mm. enough yeah yeah you're right doing mm. like yoga with my hands mm. trying to get this thing inside me so we made that way longer so it's easy to hold on to it can be used anally it's like it's got all the things and it's got 25 settings um we even did things like um a thing that really annoyed me about other vibrators i've used before is the magnet that attaches the charger would mm-hmm. always would fall off really easily. Like it wasn't strong enough. So we made it, we got the strongest magnet we could. Like I can hold it up. I put on my Instagram, like I can hold it and it can dangle. So like it was basically just me being a narcissist and being like, what do I want out of a vibrator? And just making what I wanted. But it seems to be making others happy as well. So that's nice. And I've had a lot of my um my friends who don't have uh, vaginas use it as well. And they use it anally and they've been equally as impressed. So I'm stoked about that as well. Amazing. I love the colour too. Great colour choice. Yeah, we want to be gen- gender gender neutral because obviously mm-hmm. not all not all women have vaginas and not all people have vaginas are women and obviously because it's also to be used anally, so it's it, it's gender neutral but also like fun. It's not like a, we still want to be like sexy, like black, like male gaze, like mm-hmm. it's just like a nice, pretty vibrator. I actually wanted to read out a couple of reviews that just made me laugh. So this one, um, these were on the website, the Vouche website. I nearly broke my bed the first time I. Used used it wow <laughs> i wonder what the movement was in breaking the bed because i'm usually quite a stationary masturbator um i wonder why there was so much movement it's like legs everywhere <laughs> like i yeah crazy um needed a powerade afterwards that's yeah. hydration yeah. is key the next one i've got here is this is my favorite 
If I never had sex again and only had my Abby, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> same. Honestly, uh, same. It's consistent. You can rely on it. The okay. magnet's not going to win. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. And this one is 14 orgasms in one night. I'm jealous. <laughs> and that would have deserved a Gatorade as well, a power rate, whichever, whatever Bram was saying. An electrolyte-filled liquid. Electrolyte. That's, that's a lot of orgasms. I mean, I think I've I've used it like six times in a row. Fourteen. That's endurance. Mm. That's a marathon. What have what's some of the feedback that you've gotten on Instagram? Actually the most exciting and I think meaningful ones that I've gotten, people saying that they've never had an orgasm or they have sexual trauma mm. and they haven't been able to orgasm in a while or you know, it's their first fibroid they've used and they were really scared and they've they've found it really easy to use and because it's, it's such like a unique shape. Like I haven't really seen any other vibrators that have this shape. So I think it's perfect in that it isn't too big and it's not too intimidating, but it also gets the mm. spot that mm. you've used externally and internally. So the feedback that I've gotten is, you know, everyone from people who have never had an orgasm have orgasm. That's probably the most exciting ones for me. For people that have, that have like a million like boxes of vibrators and been like, I reach for this one. So like the feedback has been so good. And obviously I was so nervous when it came out. Like I was like, well, like I said, I've made this how I want a vibrator to be. And like, thank God everyone else. Well, not everyone else. Mm. A lot of people have agreed. Everyone's different. Mm. But, you know, there's been a lot of people agreeing. Thank God. I was like, what if I discover that I have very niche wants? (laughs) (laughs) And we've made all of these thousands of vibrators. (laughs) This is how we find out. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? (laughs) Um, Well, I did want to talk about, um, you mentioned that some people have said that's that's the first time that they've orgasmed. So sort of onto masturbation, like how important is masturbation in your opinion? How often should we be doing it? And for those that are kind of new to self-pleasure and vibrators, do you have any kind of like tips where they would just, where would they even start? Yeah. I mean, I, I've always been able to come pretty easily, which is joyous for me, I guess. So I get asked a question a lot, but people, even my, like some of my friends, like I've never come, how do I come? And I'm like, Babes, I can mm. I can give you resources. I can get you on to Chantel Otten. I can get you on to you know all these podcasts. I'm like, but babe, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have related to that. But I, I see. I I find masturbation really important to my you know partnered sexual experiences as well as obviously my like form of self care as I guess kind of cliche as that is now. But I think it's something that I. It's kind of like a little selfish moment that you can have and you allow yourself to to be completely selfish and also think about things that like maybe you shouldn't be thinking about. Oh, my God. Your <laughs> latest Instagram that I watched about you'd given up porn and you were thinking about <laughs> that song. I actually don't know if you saw my Instagram stories the other night, but I found a new band I'm obsessed with. I literally, I literally said out loud when I found them. Here we go again. Like I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've to this set from Saturday Night Live for, for days, and I did last night. So, like, I think it's, it's, yeah. Well, quitting porn has actually been really interesting in what I masturbate to. But I, I mean, masturbate when you want to masturbate. I feel like there's no set amount of time or amount of times you should be doing it. But I do think it's good to keep it, keep it regular. Mm, and then mm. as well, the biggest thing for me is, and when I'm with someone, I can tell them what I like and what I don't like. I know precisely what. Uh, what my needs and wants at that time because actually it changes me I don't know about you guys but it kind of changes with time what I'm into 
and what I am really enjoying because, you know, you get, you get bored of certain things. You get bored mm-hmm. of certain feelings and certain thoughts and certain fantasies. So I think it's nice to have like, like checking with yourself. If you <laughs> want to buy the Abbey and the Empress together, I swear to God, that combination is like life changing. But yeah, you, you feel something new. And then I think it opens you up to feeling that extreme high. I definitely think there's something to be said for having a vibrator wardrobe as well. Like the number of different devices for like a different mood that you might be in. I don't think that, I mean, as I love the Abbey, I think it's an awesome device, but I love that you're using it with another Vouche device. I think it's, yeah, it's fun to explore combinations, you know, depending on how you're feeling. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can have your favorite LBD, but you sometimes you want to wear like a cute sweater underneath it or something, and that's yep. a little empress, you know. Exactly. We've got a combination. We love exactly. it. Exactly. So you've spoken quite a bit about um slut shaming. Why are you so passionate about this topic? I just think it's a bit f-ing stupid, to be honest. If I mean mm. <laughs> quite frank. I mean, like I said, I went to an all-girls Catholic school, so like while you may think that was like slut shaming central, it really, really wasn't. Like I had like I mean, I think it was a little bit as the whole world is and teenagers are in general, but I think I've, I've always seen it as kind of kind of bizarre that men can kind of do what they want and women are forced into this box of either, either a Madonna or a whore. And mm-hmm. then I think my experience in The Bachelor, it was like, well, you know, you all f***ed with the wrong bitch because I <laughs> am like, I got such a so hectically. And I think anyone, I think if I wasn't so passionate about it before the show, then I would have just like hidden away and been like, oh, that sucks. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dirty slut and like being upset about it. But I was more like, no, like what's wrong with being a slut? And I think that there's literally, there's, there's no harm done by sexually empowering yourself and having sex with you when I have sex. But there's literally, as long as there's consent, there's only good to come of it. You know, I've done so many interviews about it and written articles about it and, and on my podcast spoken about it. But then when I think about like, it's just cause it's stupid. It's honestly just because it's like it doesn't make logical sense. The only thing that it makes sense is is, is in controlling women. Mm-hmm. 100%. Very true. And for mm-hmm. what? So I can't have an mm-hmm. orgasm because you're yeah. scared that you can't make me have an orgasm? Like, is that what it is? Like, is like, mm-hmm. like um, feminism and uh, aside and like, you know, social justice aside, it's just silly. <laughs> Mm. it's just silly it makes no sense and it doesn't benefit anyone Mm. um except for uh misogynistic men i always think we just go along like we've created all these structures that women have to like live by and it's like i just love when you see people that are just like um what this makes no sense yeah because you just accept it and we're like yeah totally we grow up and we're like oh yeah yep yep okay don't yep and you read articles like um, how many is too many or like that, you know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, sh- yeah, I should really be thinking about. It. And it's like, you just question it. <laughs> yes. And even on TV when like, you know, I'm sure, you know, on like shows like Sex in the City or, you know, those like 90s, early 2000s shows that we would have mm, grown up where with. it's like, have you told how many people you slept with yet? As though it's some big secret. Mm. And that thing about like, oh, men, men will add 10 to their number, women will, will divide it by two. And it's like. Why? I've I've never met an adult man that secured himself and never asked how many people. I've, I don't even know. 
how many people I've had sex with. Like, why would I? Like, I've never met a grown man that has been like, so I think it's time to have the chat. <laughs> I still get like, you know, emails from girls being like, yeah, like I'm f-ing my ex-boyfriend lockdown because like no point adding an extra number. And it's like, what do you mean? There's, there's no point not adding an extra number. There's no point either in either of those actions. Like, in fact, mm-hmm. wild, but the amount of media that we consume and you're right, it is just like you passively are just like, I shouldn't have that 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 body count. Even calling it a body count, like you've murdered people. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's so interesting. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Abby, for joining. Um, we can't. I mean, go out and run and get the Abby because I'm sure it's going to sell out again. So yes, <laughs> amazing. Thank, thank you so much for having thank me. You so much. Product we didn't know we needed. What is yours today, Sam? So um, I have chosen a Smile Makers vibrator. This one is very close to my heart because it is the first vibrator that I ever bought. Originally, it was called the Fireman. I'm so excited for this. Yes, yes, yeah, great. I haven't used it done... yet. I haven't used oh, really? it yet. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of them that they've re-released, yes. So um, originally it was called the Fireman. Now it's changed to the Firefighter. So super inclusive for everyone to use. It's a little bit stronger. It's kind of a bit softer, like in terms of the edges of it. So this particular product, if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of like a bullet vibrator, but it's got this little additional piece around the side of it. So it's designed to stimulate not just your clitoris, but your entire vulva. And it's I actually think it's pretty unique. There's not really too much else out there that looks like this. It sort of looks like a tongue. It does. It does. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this was, I bought the Fireman like years ago. This was my first ever foray into, into buying a vibrator. So I'm so excited that we're stocking this new one um, at a door. Like it makes me, I feel like my, my world is complete now that I've bought this and now I'm like offering it out there. Um, And it's just, it's great. It's like really like pretty strong. It's like easy to use. It gives you a little bit of a different sensation because it is that wider shape. And I would definitely recommend for anyone who has never bought a vibrator before and like maybe looking at one of these style, like these bullet style vibrators, um, because it's just going to give you that little bit of something extra, I think, that you wouldn't get from just like a classic kind of like entry vibrator. Mm. So mine today, I'm going to choose, of course, a um, vacuum device. So I have got the Womanizer Liberty by Lily Allen. So um, the reason I love this one is because I went to, like if I, I was, I think, heading up to, so I went somewhere and I had carry-on luggage. And I don't know if you're aware, but when you go through like, what's it called? The, I oh, like the security and the x-ray. The security. Thing, yeah. 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 Um, in the past that's happened to me a couple of times where they maybe once where they've like, what is that? And they've wanted to have a look <laughs> at what, what's in my carry on luggage. <laughs> um, highly embarrassing and, and something I'd like as much as I'm trying to normalize mm-hmm. self-pleasure, there's nothing more embarrassing than going, than, you know, a man at customs, questioning what a vibrator is that's rough that's rough (laughs) so this one actually comes with like a little case on the top so Mm. it's like it looks like a big bean like it doesn't look like 
a vibrator. It just looks like a big, big bean. But also it's such a cute color. It's like orange and pink. But not only that, it is they it uses pleasure air technology, which is the suck the suction and massaging with air waves. It's got six intensity levels. It is waterproof, um, which is good for me because I'm always doing this in the shower. I don't know if you do that too. I'm a shower girl. Oh, 100%. And the bath. Like I like things that are fully submergible as well. (laughs) But I I also think, (laughs) I also think particularly in lockdown, if you're like in a share house or you're stuck with your family or it's just you and your partner or something and you just want a minute alone to masturbate, yes. often the shower is the only place often for you. Often the shower you. is the best place. I mean, that's not my excuse, but I just... <laughs> I just... It's also just nice. <laughs> um, so this one, if you've never used a um, air suction device and you're a bit of a... And you like to put... You like things... You like a bit of discreet packaging I think this one Mm. is the perfect one so yeah that is mine cool so that is it for episode one of after dark thank you so much for joining us and we will be back next week bye